Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and you're listening to Queer Stories, the podcast for the monthly LGBTQIA storytelling night I run at Giant Dwarf in Redfern, with support from the City of Sydney. This week, writer Rebecca Shaw. Okay. Hello everyone, my name is Rebecca Shaw and I am a lesbian. Hold for applause. Uh, <laughs> I'm dumb. The, the thing I love most about queer stories is that it really showcases just how diverse and different our community is. No matter how much society wants to put us in boxes or try to weigh us down with stereotypes that aren't true, except for the stereotype that lesbians in their 30s named Rebecca reading stories out are universally adored, that one is true. <laughs> It's so amazing to hear stories from our collective histories of paths taken, of struggles overcome. And it's also nice to think about the next generation and having the hope that there'll be less stories of overcoming. But when I was a young girl growing up in Toowoomba in regional Queensland, I had to overcome a lot. First was my terrible personality. (laughs) Then was my extremely terrible haircut, which was only overcome about a year ago. Besides those was the fact that every single day I was struggling against myself and my sexuality. I would push those feelings away and wish that I were normal. Well, as normal as an extremely weird child whose favorite game was pretending to be a statue could be. (laughs) Which is sadly true and I would knock on our front door and my mum would answer and I would be a statue. Uh, I am a creative genius, thank you. I would say I am a statue. So, it's good. Besides that, I used to spend a lot of time wishing more than anything that I would wake up one morning and suddenly my crush on my brother's girlfriend would be replaced with a crush on a boy at school. That the interest I pretended to have in Scott Wolf from Party of Five would be real and not just something I talked about to keep up the pretense while I thought lesbian thoughts about Nev Campbell from Party of Five. <laughs> the 30-year-olds know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That my love for Taylor Hansen wouldn't be because for a couple of months I thought he was a girl. <laughs> I would look at my female friends falling for boys throughout high school, dating them and wishing I could be like them. Wishing that like one of my friends, I would be lucky enough to want to lose my virginity in a gross Gold Coast hotel to a sloppily drunk guy on schoolies week while Mumbo number no. 5 played in the background on repeat. <laughs> Obviously, these wishes never came true and I ended up getting through that mindset and coming out the other side happily never having had sex while Mumbo Number 5 played in the background. (laughs) Yet. Because I now have evolved like an extremely gay Pokemon to see the truth. I now realise how truly misguided I was back then. Partly because ideally it should have felt okay for me to be myself, but mainly because I now know that straight women do not deserve my envy. They deserve my pity. Now, obviously, this does not apply to everyone. Hashtag not all straight people. But I do believe that for a lot of women, terminal heterosexuality is to their detriment. Let's look at the facts. Number one, they only get to date men. Number two, they don't get to date women. These seem like similar facts, but it's an important distinction. Not only do you have to only date men, you also do not get to date women. It's a classic lose-lose situation, or a much sadder version of Sophie's Choice. 
Don't get me wrong, some of my favourite people are heterosexual women. That's exactly why this issue is so important to me. (laughs) As someone who exists in the world, I'm extremely familiar, as you all are, even the straight men in the audience, with how terrible a lot of you are. But I, as a lesbian, have the privilege of largely being able to choose to avoid them outside of work and public spaces using a system of complex underground tunnels via the sewerage system, which sounds disgusting, but is still preferable to encountering groups of drunk straight men at 11 p.m. in Newtown. So... It is very difficult for me to hear the harrowing tales from my straight female friends about trying to open thousands of terrible men chocolate bars in order to find the rare worthwhile straight man golden ticket hidden inside. (laughs) Current reference. And so I'm here tonight as the lesbian Willy Wonka hoping to change our lives. (laughs) I've decided it's time to use my spare time to offer them my assistance. I've written a pitch to apply for funding to create a retreat for heterosexual women (laughs) where they will undergo a scientific program I've developed with the help of no scientist in an attempt to queer them up. (laughs) But unlike ex-gay therapies, where someone tries to turn another person heterosexual and take away all of their gay thoughts, such as, when is the sequel to Carol? Or, (laughs) did I, a human woman, just cough up a furball? Our therapy is not taking away any choice. We're not trying to take away women's attraction to men. We're simply attempting to add queerness to it. It's sort of like if dating a man is normal water, then dating not a man is like soda water, which is better. But dating women is like adding tequila and lime to the soda water. Now you've got a party. So the option for women to still be attracted to and want to date men will still be there. It's just our firm belief that they will not want to, given the slightest chance. (laughs) The pitch first discusses recruitment. Our recruitment will focus on the heterosexual women who most closely fit the parameters within the principle of queer 10 straight 5. If you haven't heard of this, it's a concept that describes the idea that some people who subvert or lie outside the wider societal norms of what is attractive in the conventional straight world might be seen as more attractive in the queer world. For example, if I had to appeal to straight men, I'd be ranked as a negative 10 million according to Facebook commenters. (laughs) But luckily, I get to date people in the queer community who more often appreciate diversity of looks, such as women who wear graphic t-shirts and jeans 100% of the time. (laughs) We all know straight women like this, those who go largely unappreciated by men for whatever reason, but who we all know would be in high demand with queer women. You can spot them easily in the wild. They're usually wearing a cardigan. The pitch then focuses on some of what the program will cover. First comes the physical embodiment class. It's important for the heterosexual women to understand the scope of what is desirable to other women. This obviously can include dresses and high heels and makeup, but they're encouraged to try other clothes that may not have previously appealed to men, but will to plenty of women. So in a display that I imagine will feature as a fun dressing room montage in the film made about this successful program in my life, The attendees will try an array of hats, boots, singlets, black shirts, and denim jackets, and denim jeans, and denim literally every other item of clothing. (laughs) There will be a dedicated denim room that only plays denim Minogue songs. (laughs) Denim Minogue songs. All right. Uh, Women who wish to undergo the full authentic experience will also be given an asymmetrical haircut and septum piercing, but that's not mandatory. Then comes a session that will either be called Clockwork Lemon or 
<laughs> or clockwork orange is a new black. <laughs> this is where the women will watch hours of non-stop footage of happy queer women, couples, cats, footage of Ellen dancing, gifts of Gillian Anderson, and the good part of the L word, so after Jenny dies. <laughs> And of course, the final session example is the one where a scientist or academic comes in and shows the studies and research on how many more orgasms women have when sleeping with other women. Anyway, we hope the pitch will be successful so we can start helping women Australia-wide, but worst case scenario, even if it doesn't work, they'll all get a nice break from men while on retreat. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For tickets to the next Queer Stories, visit giantdwarf.com.au. To check out other events I produce and perform in, visit mavemarsden.com. And if you'd like advance or discount tickets to these shows, look me up on crowdfunding platform Patreon.